0: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anna Jarrett Levine Studios.
1: This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. We well, are bringing some baseball cards in, football cards in. What do you got? Yeah,
2: man, Putting up some Jaguars cards. My, uh, That's from my stepdad's collection. Well, I have a collection too of it. So, um, yeah, did, just some. Did you make the wall?
1: Like, no, are you oh, no, no,
2: no, I didn't make the wall. These are kind of old school guys. I think we got Jerko in there. Uh, we got Paselli, a bunch of Mark Brunel, I mean, Brady. Do, do we have
1: to have that much Brunel? I mean, he kind of works for the competitors.
2: Well, the, those are all the cool cards, though. That I mean, he, really, I mean like, all
1: the cool cards
2: are the Mark Brunel. Brunel cards, man. Did he
1: ever play for the Jags? Uh, according to the cards,
2: he did, at least. Oh, there's okay. a couple of them there. But yeah, great. man. Yeah, there's a cool one Like where a kid, I guess, like won like a contest, and he drew... Um, Mark Brunel, and that that was the card for that year. I mean, right. That's the top left over there. So.
1: Right. Enough Mark Brunel talk. Oh, well, you brought him up, I mean, not me. I mean, I mean, you brought him up. Yeah, but
2: you made it a big deal. I mean, you
1: 15 cards
2: of him. You, you made it a big deal. Well, hey, I'm not sure if you were how trading cards work or, you know, sports cards work, but usually the quarterback's the most popular player.
1: Maybe we uh, bringing like, cards of, like, Frank Frangie and Cold Pepper coming up next? No, I mean, if they played for the Jacksonville Jaguars, why not? I don't know, man. You you keep bringing up these names. Like, hey, it wasn't a big deal until you had to make it a big deal. Uh, Welcome in on a Tuesday, Brett Martin, Austin, Lane Coos. I love how we're decorating. You decorate the parts that nobody can see. I'm decorating the parts that are my side of the wall.
0: I just just angled it so they can see everything.
2: (laughs) They can see it. I'm I'm decorating the parts that are my side of the wall,
1: man. uh, Your half of the room does look pretty good. Yeah, I don't know if it looks good. It looks like
2: something. it looks
1: better than yours. (laughs) I look like I'm in jail.
2: It looks better than yours right now.
1: I mean...
0: Brent has... You can see... Okay, stream-wise, the only thing you can see on Brent's is like half of the ESPN 690 jersey behind you and a baseball bat.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's in case he wants to fight.
2: Here's the... (laughs) I just quick put up the card for the people so they can see
1: cool. that. Yeah, that might be a little too close. Oh, too about.
2: close, too close. Yeah, yeah right there is good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah man. I mean,
1: uh, that's that's cool. Like a kid got his drawing on a that is pretty playing deep. card.
2: Yeah.
1: I've been. I mean, you want some of my baseball cards? I'm on a couple cards. Uh,
2: I mean, like I was trying
1: to. I was trying to keep it more like Jaguar themed. Oh, okay. I guess if you want to. <laughs>
2: Because, you know, like we're ESPN Jacksonville, not ESPN Brent Marno, but it is what it is, man. Uh, kind of ESPN, yeah, Brent yeah, yeah. I mean, it's close. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. I mean, it's, it rolls around us. It's pretty close. Hey, you know what?
1: You decorate your side of the wall however you want to decorate your side of the wall. I'm not going to say anything. Uh, I got I to speed dial Martin Buckley from Palm Beach autographs. We need some stuff. Yeah, I need some swag uh, Listen, I cleaned the house a little bit today, yeah. um, so I have plenty of stuff. There we go. i <laughs> just bring it in. How do you put it on the wall is the key part. Yeah. What did you do anyway? I mean, is that mean? tape? No, it's like uh it's this uh it's like a putty. What did you do go to staples today? I did go to
2: staples. <laughs> and I spent two bucks on that putty, gonna get the expense off <laughs> yes. and it's gonna be good to go. Good,
1: good. ears of water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Patrick Mahomes, what a performance last night. Lamar Jackson, ooh, not so good. Yeah. Talk a little jags too. He's gotta turn we didn't really talk a lot about the Jags yesterday, uh but We spent a little bit forward, and uh, I did this last night on TV, and I'm interested to get your thoughts on Gardner Minshew in terms of bouncing back, like, I think that's a big part of this. Uh, you know, everybody's going to bounce back from bad performances. The Jags as a whole had a bad performance. Seriously, the only guy you can really say played well was James Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe there's some interior lineman that played pretty well, too. We just don't know. But that's all we all notice, one person. So how do you bounce back, and especially at the quarterback position? Because if you look back at the Jags and the history of their quarterback position, not all the way back to that guy that's on the wall, but <laughs> – There have been a lot of quarterbacks that have come through here that have piled up bad performances. Mm -hmm. And so how do you how do you figure that out? Right. How do you can you show the moxie, the resolve, the resiliency to not do that? Because let's just be honest, most good quarterbacks do not stack up bad performances, You know, And I think it was a categorical bad performance uh, by Gardner Minshew. The look of it. More so than the numbers. He's had worse performances. Houston, last year, actually threw for 300 yards in that London game. But he got picked off twice and he got uh, two fumbles. Well, this one was a one-fumble, one-interception game. So on paper, it's not like, oh my gosh, that's the worst thing. If you watch that game, you could tell, though, that was not a good Gardner Minshew performance. And so, can he bounce back? That's part of the question today. Uh, Major League Baseball playoffs under away a couple games today a big day tomorrow a big slate of them it's interesting when with major league baseball how much stock now are you putting into this season for them 60 games see the stanley cup finished last night Mm -hmm. Uh, a huge validation of the bubble by the way they got to the stanley cup yeah it didn't work because the tampa lightning won but (laughs) Yeah. yeah so
2: it was actually a major disappointment in terms of the bubble the bubble did not work everybody i'm sorry nhl fans but the tampa bay lightning won and not a lightning
1: fan huh no. Or did you want Dallas I can't there? stand them. I, I, any other team besides the, the Lightning and the Avalanche, I would rather see win. That's actually pretty impressive that somebody doesn't like a Florida team that much. I can't like, stand that them. That actually shows relevance. I can't stand them. Like I wish people hated the Jags like yeah. that. <laughs> For, sure. You know, For sure. That means you're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah because well, uh, and Tampa's been, you know, it's interesting. I thought Tampa, that was the first time they won since four Correct. I feel like they've Back won Back with Martin St. Louis. I feel like they've won way more than that. Well, it feels like because I mean, they
2: won a lot of games since that. It's just the fact they couldn't put it together. Remember last know, year they got the bounced finals. early.
1: Of course. So I mean, first
2: round, and they, they had the best record in the NHL. They won the President's Trophy. Didn't
1: last so. year both number one seeds go down? Correct. Yeah, I thought so. Yep. Uh, but anyway, what's kind of validation for the bubble that you get hockey finishing up and also NBA is looks like they're going to make it to the finish line. Mm-hmm. They're a week and a half away. Now Major League Baseball is kind of in a bubble. Major League Baseball has a 60-game season. I heard a comment today about the quality of play that we might get now the next month, and I was very interesting. I'd never thought of this before, so we'll talk about that. But a little Major League Baseball talk, because, listen, this is kind of fun. Once again, the NBA, when they were doing the early part of the playoffs, mm-hmm. and the NHL to, it, as well, it was like game after game after game after game. It was 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock. It was great. Like we said, like people weren't used to it, mm-hmm. so you didn't know it was March Madness. But of a different sport. We're just, our clocks are so like programmed to say, hey, that Thursday, Friday, March Madness, those two days, we love it. We live for it. Right? especially. There's some more games like li- the next week, but not like that. Not not like it is on the first two days of the NCAA tournament. Well, the NBA was like that. The NHL was like that. They hardly took days off. There were always games going on. Well, Major League Baseball, tomorrow, I mean, that is just an awesome Major League Baseball day, and it means something. When you have this many games, it's usually like Memorial Day weekend or opening day or something like that, where there's so many games scattered along. Mm-hmm. Well, these games actually mean a lot, right? They're short series. Those game ones are huge in the short series so how much will stick from this baseball season did they get it right and uh, does it make you a little bit excited because of the volume of games for baseball we don't really talk about major league baseball much around here but uh, i think those are some interesting topics especially given the news of today where we're of a couple of teams of a couple of uh leagues like nhl nba and major league baseball finishing up Well, now the NFL. Uh oh, the first major red flag. The Tennessee Titans. Can they actually go until Saturday? Not allowed in the building and play a football game on Sunday? Been in a meeting for the last hour, but they haven't ruled on that game yet, have they? I think they're announcing they're going to
2: try to push forward. The Pittsburgh Steelers have been told that you know plan accordingly that you're going to have a game on Sunday, Um, and obviously the Titans and the Vikings as well have been shut out of their stadiums, I believe, until Saturday. You can't play that game Sunday, can you? Not if you, I mean, listen, like, you can watch the film and you can, like, you can have meetings online, right, via Zoom or whatever they, use. probably it's Microsoft Office because I think they're sponsored by Microsoft and the NFL is. So you can do that, but, like, it, it, the question comes, like, in terms of the physical contact, in terms of making sure your body's ready to go and adapted. I have a hard time believing that you can't practice for a whole week as a, as a whole team. our players can do this all the time, but I'm saying as a whole team, not condition yourselves and all of a sudden expect to come out on Sunday and play in a football game. So I wonder like if there's some kind of loophole where they can go train someplace else, like a, like a community park or something like that. Kind of like we had to do what they're like, doing the lockout. If they can do something like that. But yeah, I have a hard time believing that they're not going to practice at all and they expect to show up
1: on Sunday and play. Well, Adam Schefter just reported that everything is on track for them to play yeah. on Sunday, just like you said. Yeah. There's some thought that they could move the game to Monday to get extra testing in. Okay. I understand you can do a lot of things in a virtual world, and now you're a few weeks into the season, so you kind of, outside of game planning, like do you actually have to have practice? Like, you're not going to hit at practice anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's all installation, but it's virtual <laughs> installation. Um, I just don't know how – I. if that happened here in Jacksonville, or if that happened if I was like a coach on that team, I'd be like advocating to not play. Yeah. I, I think that seems like a distinct disadvantage for the Tennessee Titans. And I know this is about getting games in, but that just seems a bit absurd to say, hey, you're not allowed back in the building until Saturday, take the week off, and then go play on Sunday. I, I think that runs the risk of player safety, runs the risk of – uh, just bad from an integrity standpoint in, in preparation. Mm. And it's an unfair competitive disadvantage. Pittsburgh Steelers are practicing all week, and you're not allowed to, essentially.
2: Yeah, I mean, I understand that. At the same time, though, Corey Davis is on my fantasy football team. They have to play. So it's as simple as that. But, um. <laughs> well, there are there are extenuating
1: circumstances. Oh, yeah. That's. The- <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: That's, <laughs> that's, that's hey, fantasy football is big business, Brent. Don't get it twisted. I agree with you. Um, unless they can come to some kind of common ground and say, all right, we can go practice here. And I'm not even sure what that would look like. I have no idea, but I don't think it's very feasible. To hold the team out until Saturday or whenever that's going
1: to be. And obviously, Saturday's going to be a walkthrough day, right? It's not a physical day at all. Well, Saturday can practice.
2: Yeah, day. You, you can not have it.
1: You be don't miss physical. anything on Monday, Tuesday. Quite frankly, I'm not sure you miss much on Friday or Saturday.
2: Well, Friday's like the fast Friday, but I mean, you do go through the whole okay, play. so definitely Monday, speed. Tuesday, Saturday. Correct, correct. Doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, exactly. But Wednesday, Thursday are big game big planning days. installation days, aren't they? They're, they're huge days. So I'm not sure what this is going to look like. Keep in
2: mind, though. You know, like, I guess you could. And I'm not sure when their bye weeks are. I'm not sure if you can line that up. But this isn't baseball, Brent. This isn't where, you know, you can play a doubleheader one day and then play double doubleheader like the next day. Like you can't do that. This is the game of football. And you have to play, I think, at least like five or six days uh, between your last game. So the fact that if they don't go on with this game and they do sit the Steelers and the Titans out, I mean, what's like a look from a schedule perspective, right? You're essentially putting the whole league in turmoil now over two teams. Not saying you know that's not the right thing to do. I'm just saying it, the scheduling could be a giant issue. And I think with the NFL right now where they've been taking such a precedent saying, you know what, we're a run schedule. Everything's running smoothly. Um, we're doing things a certain way and it's going good so far. I don't know if you throw this wrench into the plan how they're going to react to
1: that. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I I understand what you're saying. But for right now, this appears to be a one-off thing. We haven't had this so far. So I would say if you can bounce around the schedule a little bit, and I saw somebody tweet out, it's like week eight, I think Tennessee's playing Baltimore and Pittsburgh's playing somebody. And so it involves three teams, it basically involves Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Tennessee, because mm-hmm. they they, they're they all playing each other. And so you could actually slide like everybody have an off week this week but it also, and then go week seven, week eight.
2: It involves Minnesota, though, too, right? Because Minnesota had to close down their stuff because they play
1: Tennessee. Yeah, who's Minnesota got this week? Oh, Minnesota has Houston. Yeah. Um, why is, is Minnesota as closed up until Saturday? Like the Titans have I'm been told sure they can't sa- come until Saturday.
2: I'm pretty sure the Minnesota right now has been quarantined. The, all their positives came back negative, so they could probably open back up. Oh, their uh, yeah. the
1: tests, I mean, have come back negative? Yeah. yeah. But um, from what I read is that the Vikings had to, you know, they shut down. Th- they had to, I think, for temporarily, but right. I don't think they've been given the Saturday uh, mandate, yeah, you know, which but, is different than the Tennessee Titans. Okay, well.
2: and that's fine, but it's, it's still, too. you know, I mean, it's still, I'm not sure they can come back, but it's still a disadvantage. You know, I yeah. mean, I guess Tuesday's the well, off Tuesday's day. Well, Tuesday's an off day, so, so it, off day, if yeah. they can get back to work
1: tomorrow, then well, there's I mean, no disadvantage. I don't know
2: the way that game went, though. Mike Zimmer might be, there are no off days anymore. <laughs>
1: Two days. That Bring one. it back. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, I don't, uh, your point's a good one. And that's why I think in every sport, I think winning percentage matters more than anything else right now. Mm -hmm. Winning percentage is important. you got to meet a certain barometer of games. These are things that we talked about way back in April and May that could arise. And Major League Baseball avoided that, actually. They got their games in. Mm -hmm. So that that was – I didn't think they would, or I wondered if they would. But winning percentage, like in ACC football, has already been factored into the equation. They know if everybody doesn't play the same amount of games. NFL might have to do that if they have more of these – these outbreaks that cause scheduling changes. It's very difficult in the NFL because you have to play within essentially a three-day window. You have to play sometime between Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, mm-hmm. or you start to looking at a, a, a super competitive disadvantage, especially on short notice. I know there are Thursday night games, but you can't all of a sudden say, oh, yeah, uh, Tuesday here, oh, you're going to play Thursday. Well, you can't do that. Yeah. They have to know well in advance. So I think uh, this is really interesting to watch the Tennessee Titans and how the league responds to it, how this shakes out. I mean, listen, if Tennessee Titans don't practice till Saturday, they go in and beat Pittsburgh, well, then everybody's going to be like, well, why are we practicing anyway? <laughs> yeah. Well, and at the end of the day,
2: listen, we're going into week four right now, right? So we're only a quarter of the season really into this thing, and this has already happened once. I mean, yeah. we could probably assume it's probably going to happen again. I would right? think so. If, if we run the risk of, you know, canceling this game and holding it back, well then, who's to say in a couple weeks, well there's gonna be another team and then another team and all of a sudden now you're behind the eight ball and you're trying to reschedule everything. So it's like I said, if they can find some place to train, I, I'm all for that just to try to get a little condition for the game on, on Sunday. Um, and just try to keep things as normal as possible. That's, that's what I'm for, obviously, but safety is the number one priority.
1: All right. Uh, we'll talk more about it. I actually have one more thought on, I can't believe the NFL is allowing th- this one thing to happen and the Tennessee Titans now having their issues exacerbates it. I'm going to tell you what that is, in my opinion. The first thing that comes to mind, and you tell me if I'm crazy or not, but I think I can't believe they're doing this, uh, especially now, given the Titans um, situation. And I think they should, quite frankly, put a stop to it. And they can do that. I, I would do that now. So we'll get into that, plus we'll get into the Jags a little bit. Gardner Minshew, can he bounce back? What does it look like for Gardner Minshew to bounce back? Uh, and uh, can he do it against the Cincinnati Bengals? We'll begin with some Jags talk. It's Bengals week. They need to get a W, and uh, we'll do it when we come back. 904-362-9901. You're always invited to the conversation. Star Star 690 or on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Hope you're doing well here on a Tuesday. We've got you covered until 6 o'clock right here on ESPN 690.
2: Austin Lane. And I'm going to regurgitate it to you. I'm like a mother bird right now, and I'm
1: spewing it in your mouth. Brent Martineau. you got doves <laughs> flying and mother I'm, birds all week. I'm, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to baby bird you right now, man. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, this is why I tease stuff and don't get to it. Action Sports jacks on ESPN 690. I
2: mean, obviously we haven't beaten them, so you know they, they've outplayed us in all three games if you want to go back for three years, so, but we didn't play well today. They beat us. They, out, they out-executed us. They out-game-planned us. They, they just beat us, so that's, that's, that's the story tonight. Uh, Big-picture stuff, all that, I don't know. They're better, obviously. They're a better football team at this point in time, so you win or you learn, and we have a lot to learn from this game
1: right here. That is Jim Harbaugh. John Harbaugh. Yeah. <laughs> John. Jim. There you go. You know what's funny? It's too bad. Like, John's a better coach, right? Yeah. But I always think of Jim first.
2: Well, it's because he's, he's more of the polarizing figure. Yeah. You know, he's got the khakis and the glasses and everything. John seems a little more, I don't want to say chill because he's obviously a tense person, but, you know, he's a little more uh, behind the scenes, I feel like, than
1: yeah, I I agree Jim is. I agree with you. Uh, thought of a game? Didn't live up to the expectation of the game? How do you view yeah, that one last I mean, I night? I was entertained. It just kind
2: of makes you appreciate even more how good uh, those Chiefs all really are with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Would you agree that the Baltimore Ravens can't play if they're behind?
1: Yeah, I think because it really puts, so, it yeah. really puts um, what, they 0-6 or 0-4 or yeah. something like that in his career. And they're 20-0 when they lead at halftime, I think is the number. But it... it, it presents the weakness of Lamar Jackson. People wondered if he could be a pocket passer. He says he can be. Um, but when you're dictating the action, it's easier to be. And so when people know what's coming, it's already hard to throw against... The defenses that know what's coming, sure. but especially for a guy who's not necessarily the most accurate passer. And obviously Andy Reid knows this as well because I know it you know
2: it. So color me shocked. Go ahead and just color me shocked when the Kansas City Chiefs won the coin toss and they deferred? They put their defense out there instead of putting Patrick Mahomes and probably the best offense in the NFL to go out there first? They deferred? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm.
1: <laughs> Uh, color, color me shock. Okay. So did they fall behind twenty one to seven?
2: Color hey, I'm just saying color me shock, Brent. When we have the best offense in the league and an okay defense, and you got Lamar Jackson's team who obviously can't play uh too far behind, and they chose to go ahead and
1: defer. Hmm. All right, uh, let's see. Let's see if they do it again this week. Color me shocked. It's it's totally not the same situation. Color me shocked. Yeah, you could be you know, shocked. I'm, I'm But shocked. it's just not a different situation. Oh, I know it's not. Kansas City. All they've done is won every football game they've played since like last uh, Better October. Better offense. Better offense and defense. Kansas City. They do, but they have enough on defense, and they haven't shown <laughs> that they get behind by two touchdowns every game early on and can't stop anybody. Best offense possible in the NFL. And you stop the Ravens by scoring
2: a lot of points on them and getting out, getting out ahead early. Interesting.
1: Let's get Submarine Mike in. I'm shocked. Yeah, you should be shocked. That's a terrible example. <laughs>
0: Submarine <laughs> Mike, how are you that. doing? Afternoon, guys. Good hey, afternoon. Uh, on this whole Titans COVID thing, here's the thing. Back in the Navy, we lived by the credo, the stupid shall be punished. Now, when I say stupid, I'm not saying they're, they have a lack of intelligence. What I'm saying is, we as human beings, every single one of us, can look back in our lives and go, man, well, that was a stupid thing that I did, and this is one of those times. That does not mean it should go unpunished. So instead of all these teams have to shuffle and worry, Titans forfeit this week, and then you see what happens next week. Because <laughs> I like that. That's what, and I know I'm a Steelers fan, but I truly believe this no matter who they play, because it was the Titans that did this. For the Vikings, you make some exceptions. What's not their fault? This was the Titans' fault. They're the ones that have t- come up positive. Guess what? Teams, will, those players will now stay home and play their PlayStation or watch TV or do whatever instead of whatever these, whoever this organization, this organization that did this, because you, you just at this point, if you don't know how to stay away from COVID, then you haven't been paying attention. You've been willfully ignorant.
2: All right, Mike, but then let me ask you this question right now. Obviously, you said it yourself. The Vikings didn't do anything, so you don't want to punish the stupid there because they were just guilty by association. They were guilty because the Titans came into their place, and now you know they're it's under lockdown. So they haven't announced quite yet whether that stadium's going to open back up or whatever when or they go back to practice. but let's assume right now that the Vikings players can't go practice until you know maybe Friday or Saturday. That puts them at a disadvantage. Should they be able to get an excuse or should they forfeit as well? No, the Vikings
0: should get the excuse. It's not their fault. They, none of them have tested positive. So then. So, uh, so obviously, then, patient Z, quote unquote, patient zero is on the Titans. So then, but would you agree then? So then,
2: you think they should rearrange the whole schedule for the Minnesota Vikings, but not the Tennessee Titans?
0: Right, because the Titans are the culprit here. Okay. The Vikings, I mean, they, the, it's, the Vikings had to show up to play. They, they were required to. And they did all the right things. They kept their people safe, they kept away from other people. Someone in the Titans did not.
1: Appreciate it, submarine Mike. Thanks for the call. Uh, here's why that wouldn't work, and I don't agree with submarine Mike. Okay, that is one because I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers want that. All right, mm-hmm. the other team doesn't want that. And while it's more about winning games, and yeah, you go to four and zero, people want to play. They want to stay sharp. They want to. uh They want to build their stats for Pro Bowls and things like that. I mean, there's a selfish nature about playing a game on a Sunday. I mean, there is. So they don't want that to happen, I don't think. Sure, if you said, hey, you can lose or forfeit and get a win and be 4-0, I think Mike Tomlin and the Steelers would take that. (laughs) I get the point. I think any Steelers fan would. But I'm just saying in in their heart of hearts, they don't want that. They want to play the football game on Sunday. Mm -hmm. You know, a competitor wants to play. So that's not necessarily why I disagree. I just disagree with... Mike there that I think I've done a lot of things the right way as it comes to COVID-19, wearing masks and or whatever they say is the right way, hand sanitizer and washing hands. I have no idea though, if I'm going to contract it. Like I don't, I mean, I can't, you can't, it's not foolproof. Like they're cleaning the stadiums, but they're still getting on planes. They're still, they're not allowed to go to restaurants on the road, but they're still. In hotels, I mean, you don't know if every spot has been cleaned, where you were exposed to it, if the test was correct, that you were around somebody. Maybe it was a false test. Mm -hmm. Maybe they really did have it and it tested negative. Like, just a whole bunch of issues. I'm not willing to say it's the Titans' fault that they have it. Correct. Is my point. Mm -hmm. And this brings me to the other part of this. Uh, You know what? I can't can't get over and I can't believe, and I, I say this to myself every time I see it so far this year. I can't believe after last night's game, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are allowed to go shake hands. I can't believe 50-something players and 20 more coaches are allowed to interact with the people on the field after the game. Like, I don't understand why that is the case. I understand what you're going to tell. Well, Brent, they're playing football, like, for 60 minutes. Okay, but the strength and conditioning coach isn't. The trainer isn't. The twenty guys that didn't play are not. They've been tested though. Well then how did this happen? Why are we concerned about it? could have Minnesota? been on an airplane. Well it could have been on an airplane. I mean who knows? It could have been on the outside force. You I understand. I mean? And so yeah. my point is you still don't know. They're, sure. they're doing daily testing. You're still you could be doing so many things right. You're essentially living in, in somewhat of a bubble. And you still are not a hundred percent sure. Never. And so I am I'm just surprised this year. Like, you know, the jersey thing was a thing, right? And and people laughed at it. And people Mm -hmm. were like, well, I mean, they're playing football the whole time. They can't go share a jersey. Well, okay, but it's just one more thing. It's one Mm -hmm. more element. There's concern in Minnesota today. And now it looks like they've tested negative. But there was concern because, oh, my goodness, the Tennessee Titans had some players. What about – Some of the people that shook hands after, the five coaches, I think, that or part of their personnel, that weren't players that got it. There was all of a sudden this, whoa, what if they gave it to players and coaches and other folks on Minnesota, even though Minnesota didn't have any players that did have it originally? I'm just surprised that we're still seeing that right now. It's one extra step that if I were the NFL, I it's just not foolproof. And so in case there's somebody who does slip through the cracks, a test goes wrong, somebody has contracted it between test time and kickoff. I just am not willing to take that chance right now. If I'm the NFL, and I'm still surprised that we're seeing those post game handshakes and everything else.
2: Yeah, I understand that, and it's bad optics,
1: and, and I completely understand. And I don't that care about well. the optics, man. I love okay. that part of the game. I really do. Like, yeah. I actually one of, the funny thing is here. I'm be a little hypocritical. Yeah. I hate when they pull away from those shots. Sure. I want to see more. I wanted to see Harbaugh and Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. What was the interaction like? Mm-hmm. Lamar, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson actually was very quick. Like I thought those two would have a conversation of sorts. Very quick. Mahomes doesn't have time. Mahomes is a $500,
2: $500, $500 million man. All yeah.
1: right? Lamar Jackson <laughs> making peanuts. He doesn't have time for Lamar Jackson <laughs> but, anymore. But Kel- they showed Kelsey and, and Mark Andrews after the game. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I like that stuff. Like sure. I actually wish they would put multiple cameras and show that more. I, I like it in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I like it in, in all sports. Uh, it's not just a hockey handshake. I kind of like to see which guys gravitate. Like, I would have liked to see where did Calais go last mm-hmm. night. I enjoy that part of it for some weird reason. Mm-hmm. i just just thinking this year, I don't know if I would be – you know, we've had kids – our play, kids are playing, like, travel ball games over the summer or whatever, and you know what they do? They don't shake hands. It's mm-hmm. a wave across the field. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense. Now, they're not getting tested every day either. But I just don't see why this year they would run the risk. Is my yeah. point. I understand that some I, people think it's bad optics. Listen, I don't.
2: Listen, but. and I know what you're saying. I mean, you're, you're trying to minimize the risk as much as possible. But at the end of the day, try to tell that to the players in that locker room, and, yeah. and, and try to tell them, try to tell them that, hey, we understand you guys just tackled each other, and you guys just played probably the most violent sport in all of sports. But now we need you to escort accordingly and not, you know, shake hands or at least give a little fist bump um, to the opposing team because, well, we can't be risking you guys of COVID. Yeah, I know in piles sometimes guys sweat on you and guys will spit and, you know, guys will punch and all that stuff. But we need you to exit accordingly and not get involved after the, the, the post game stuff. And I understand what you're saying. Any little extra stuff, it adds more to the possibility of giving COVID-19. Maybe that's what happened, you know, with the Tennessee Titans. Maybe, I don't know, maybe – One Vikings player has it. Who knows? But all I'm saying is you probably have more of a risk, Brent, right now to go to a Publix, go to a grocery store, touch something that somebody else touched, and all of a sudden you have it. You know, like it's just there's risks everywhere. And I understand trying to minimize those risks on the work time, on the field But it's so hard to break that down to players. Yeah,
1: listen, I I understand that thought process, and and you know you might be right. It's kind of like – it's funny. It's like I don't think they should be doing that because I I just put myself – if I were to put myself in the Titans in Minnesota situation, say I was a Minnesota player, Mm -hmm. and I see this news today, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I talked to so-and-so after the game. I talked to so-and-so after the game. I'm like, shoot, I better go get a test. Do I I have it or – is yeah, I know the test said negative, but let's go get a test again, mm-hmm. right? There's probably some angst in Minnesota today for sure. after seeing that. And so fortunately, it looks like they're going to be okay, but you just putting a little bit more at risk. The funny, the other thing about it is I think it's the hilarious part of what's going on here. again, I feel like I'm super hypocritical in this segment, but they're fining coaches for not wearing masks. So if you're allowing people to go communicate and talk and hit on the field and then go shake hands after the game, they've all tested po- negative apparently anyway. Why are the coaches even wearing masks? Well,
2: because out of the players and the coaches, who's the older group usually? Who's probably the less active group usually? It's the coaches. Yeah. Right? Right. So I think in terms of maybe an immune system, in terms of age and probability of of really getting sick, obviously, and having some kind of you know obviously bad side effects to it. I think the coaches fall in that category a lot more than the players do. So I think it's more of just protecting the coaches, especially the older ones, as opposed to the players.
1: So the point, like, what's interesting to me is like, um, I've actually from an optics standpoint, I think the NFL has put themselves in a worse situation because they're finding coaches for wearing masks, like. If they didn't even wear masks, you would explain it away like, hey, they're all tested negative. We tested them this morning. They tested negative. Sure. So why even wear it? Instead, now you're bringing the optics into play because guys have it down by their chin and they're not mm. necessarily wearing it correctly and all these things. And now you're finding them. Uh, I just think it's. Very hypocritical to say, hey, we're going to protect the coaches and stuff just in case, but we're also going to go shake hands with everybody after the game, and we don't care about the just in case.
2: No, I hear you. But at the end of the day, what's more likely, a coach to be
1: brutally ill from it or a player? Probably a coach. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. And, you know? and they could at least keep it up. You know, They could at least uh, put it up to the coach. I just don't know yeah, if they need to mandate it. Uh, you. you know, and the point, uh, w- One more thing on this, as you're saying it, because you bring up a good point. It's like, listen, I mean, they're, they're – on each other and it's right. a line of scrimmage and and stuff I mean just mm-hmm. the way it is we know that's happening uh that's the sport I still believe how many people do you think interact in in, in a game I mean you're probably talking 65 maybe 65 70 total mm-hmm. well all told in that stadium now shaking hands at the end of the game is probably closer to 120 130 so again it's a little bit different I mean half of those people aren't True. In those piles, spitting on each other, sweating on each other, and you're still running the risk.
2: I I hear you. And and listen, I'm not here to say it shouldn't be that serious because it should. I mean, it's obviously a serious topic right now, and I think all protocols should look out for the health of the players. But also there's a part of me that's like, well, listen, if you're going to shake hands, you're probably going to be wearing gloves, right? Like there's a difference between sweating on each other or just wearing gloves. So with that being said, once again, I mean, it's not perfect. Heck no. no. But just try to explain that to players in the locker room after they just went to battle yeah. against each other and I, see how that goes for you.
1: I, again, this might have been the most hypocritical segment I've ever done <laughs> because I do feel like I probably was one of those guys that laughed off on the jersey exchange thing. Like, hey, really, you're hitting each other and yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah. this and you can't go give a guy five. Sure. For, but as I've watched it, I can't help but think of why are they
2: doing this? Well, yeah. well, let me ask you some question before we go to break here. Let's say it comes out that the Titans players that – you know, contracted COVID nineteen. It's because I it went out to a bar or a club or something like that. Does that change? I guess your opinion on how
1: this should be handled in terms of a punishment possibly for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I think you punish yourself potentially. See, then I then I do think the fact that you ha- you can't get in your building until Saturday and you have to play Sunday, That's I don't punishment. feel bad for you. You you punished your whole team. But by how about being the an Vikings idiot. though. Well, the Vikings have tested negative.
2: Yeah, but they're they're still out of the building today. Who knows if they yeah. go back tomorrow? I think
1: we got to see how that materializes. Okay. For now, it's just the Titans that I know that the Saturday sure. thing exists. Yeah. So uh, we'll take care of the Vikings when that one comes. But yeah. it's kind of like we thought about the Marlins, right? Marlins, if you're if the story was true about Atlanta, which they later denied, well, that's on you. Mm-hmm. So if you don't play for two weeks, well, you did that to yourself. You you know you're not bought in yeah. for this whole thing that you guys signed up for. And so I think the Titans. If they were to find that out, they also they would get fined. That's in the brew book now with the NFL. Yeah. They agreed upon that. But they also could really damage their team. Instead uh, of those hockey tonks. Yeah, but we don't know that's the case. Yeah. We don't know how they, they, they got COVID-19. Uh, when we come back, we will talk Gardner Minshew a little bit. Uh, Kenny Bounce back. We also have Jason Fitz at 4 o'clock. Mahomes, Wilson, or Rodgers, you get to pick one. Who would you take right now? Oh, baby. we got a lot to get to here on ESPN 690. And we got together uh, last night as, as coaches and we, we talked about some stuff we, about where we were um, got up this morning and went through the tape and, and at the end of it uh, we decided that we're going to start Nick Foles uh, as a starter uh, against Indianapolis so uh, both quarterbacks are aware of that uh, I know it's you know for us Matt Nagy no brainer you think about it like for Nick Foles it's what a weird spot that QB room. I've always been. It's always been wild to me that you know the guy wants your job, yet you got to be a great teammate. You're encouraging, and then that whole thing when it transpires that the other guy is going in for you. Mm-hmm. Like, is it gratuitous to say anything to Trubisky on Foles' part? You know, mm-hmm. is it? What do you do? How do you say that? Like from a professional standpoint, but also most of these guys become friends that, you know, they spend so much time around each other. And I would think from full standpoint, now he has seen it so many different ways right? I mean, in his career, from being really good one year in Philly to almost retiring, and Jeff Fisher basically saying, y- you stink, and mm-hmm. then coming in for Wentz, and now down here, you're the guy for about 10 minutes, <laughs> and then Minshew comes in for you, and now less than a year later, you're going in for the guy that was the guy in Trubisky. I mean, what a wh- that guy's got a book to write, man, and it's not you're just not about lying. winning that Super Bowl.
2: You're not lying, and they probably want him back in Philly right now with the play of Carson yeah, there's Wentz. there's been lately. talk about
1: that. Yeah, but He ain't getting because they gave wins 130 million yeah you're kind of pot committed there uh so it's pretty wild just that whole scenario is really wild tough tough thing i think from an ego standpoint teammate standpoint mm-hmm. the right thing to do standpoint but again Foles been on both sides of it so at least you can appreciate it and yeah. and he, he probably handles it the right way uh you think he lasts the whole way Foles? now I think
2: so, man. I think the Mitch Trubisky experiment's over. Um, I, only, I think only way Mitch Trubisky gets his job back um, and obviously knock on wood, don't see any injuries, but if Foles gets hurt, then obviously he comes back. But besides that, man, I mean, you saw it on the sidelines and it, it was written all over his face. He knew that he's probably going to be the backup for the rest of the year, especially when Foles came in and kind of provided that spark a little bit. And it seemed like if Nagy's calling the plays, it seemed like when Foles came in, they changed their offense a little bit, went more spread, and obviously they had great results as they beat the Atlanta Falcons.
1: Yeah, I, I, think, I think Mitchell Trubisky, history shows us now he's now a career backup. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he gets another chance and surprises everybody. Who's going to take a chance on him? Well, you it's kind of like Bortles, right? I mean, Bortles couldn't even get a job going into yeah. the season. And so Bortles appears to be career backup. Unless he comes into a situation like Denver and just – you see this growth. And so once in a while, like a Rich Gannon shows that later in his career. Some of these guys – even Fitzpatrick, to a degree, has been able to show that a couple of times, right? Yep. So maybe, maybe. But right now it feels relegated to a career backup, much like Blaine Gabbert when he left. And by the way, that's not a bad gig. No. like Chad Henney got a couple starting jobs. Boom, backup. You know, you just sooner or but later you know
2: it. Obviously what was sacrificed though to get Mitch Trubisky. I mean they didn't get their money's worth, Epic let's just fail. say yeah. Epic fail. Yes.
1: Uh Gardner Minshew. I thought that was a failure Thursday night. You know me, I'm a big fan of Gardner. I'm a believer in Minshew. Uh I thought it was a bad performance. There's some things actually uh floating around, like he, he didn't I, I forget who brought it up. I saw it on social media, like he he didn't play as bad as everybody's saying. Yeah, you know what? I think he kind of didn't play good, though. <laughs> you know? I mean, And, and his ba- it was one of the, It was bad enough. You know, let's just say this.
2: Whether you think he played uh, a horrible game, an okay game, regardless of that, it comes down to one thing. Did Gardner Minshew spent himself as a starting quarterback for the future the Jacksonville Jaguars? That's what the season's all about right Yeah, and now. every okay. game
1: is a validation of that or not. Exactly. Week one, I think he did. Week two, I think he did. Week three, Absolutely not. No, and I think it's you got to be careful not to jump off the train after that one game. Mm-hmm. But I mean, nobody's jumping off Lamar Jackson's train mm-hmm. after the, yesterday. He looked awful. We'll get to that later. But I mean, he looked terrible. I mean, he looked a lot like Minshew looked Thursday yeah. night. Yeah. In, in, relative to bad performances. But, in fact, I would argue that Minshew didn't look that bad.
2: Yeah, but to be fair, the Lamar Jackson's also a former MVP. Well, so he's got a little more. It's pu- all about equity. He's got a little more cash. It's all about equity. Like, yeah.
1: look at Baltimore's defense last night. You know, somebody said to me, like, well, wow, man, look at that defense, right? They ain't doing anything. I understand they're going against Kansas City, but they're supposed to be good. And they're having a, well, they've built up enough equity to have a one-off where people aren't killing them. That's the thing. Like, if you're around here, there's no equity built up for anybody in the Jags building. There just isn't. And so you don't have that give and take. There is a little bit of equity, I think, built up for Minshew. A little bit. So I, I actually, say, nobody in the building. I think Minshew actually has a little bit of leeway here as a young QB to make have some poor games, but bounce back. But you got to bounce back. Mm-hmm. You can't stack up what I said last night on TV. You can't stack up the stinkers, man. You mm-hmm. just can't do that. If you want to be the franchise QB, you cannot do that. And I think Kuz is playing uh, the wall that says it all uh, Marcel Robinson made last night. And it shows a couple of performances where he was really bad. Remember New Orleans last year? Mm-hmm. They bottled him up. Mm-hmm. He bounced back against Cincinnati the next week, and they won the game. Now, he wasn't unbelievable. This, mm-hmm. isn't, this isn't like, wow, well, wait until you see how he bounces back. I'm just giving you a little history lesson, and after a really bad game, he bounced back to get a win, threw a touchdown, 250 yards. They actually, remember that game last year against Cincinnati? They marched right down the field. They looked really good, but they couldn't punch it in. Yeah. Four plays from the one-yard line. It felt like they were about to blow Cincinnati out. Instead, they kept them right in it. Uh, the other game was the Houston game in London. Mm-hmm. The weird thing about that game is he then went to the bench for folds So he didn't play for another month. Mm-hmm. And then they really got crushed by the Chargers. But it was the game after this. So it was almost like back-to-back not-so-great games. And then after that, it was the Oakland game where he rallies the Jags mm-hmm. to win. That's kind of his next like bounce-back performance. Yeah. Um, And then you have this one. I I think this game the other night fit in the category of that Houston game and that New Orleans game. So how will he bounce back is a big question around here.
2: And listen, he he does have some, I forget what the word, the verbiage that you use, but he does have some cachet. He has some respect on that team just because, think about it, in terms of what he was able to accomplish his rookie year. There's a reason why Nick Foles is in Chicago right now and not in the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's because Gardner and Minshew earned that, right? So there is some leeway. There is some respect of how they feel about Gardner Minshew. But like Doug Marone has said before, we're not looking at last season. And they shouldn't be looking at last season either in his performances. The The, the audition right now is for this year and Gardner Minshew. And you have to win games, and you have to go out there and perform up to the best of your abilities. Because if you don't, then they're going to draft a quarterback next year. It's as simple as that. So, yes, it is one game. You, you have to look past it. You have to move on. And hopefully you can string together some better games. But I'm just saying if we see more of those Miami games, he's not going to be the starting quarterback. It's simple as
1: that. Exactly. And that's what you got to be really careful of, right? I think – I said this Friday. I said the problem with Minshew's performance for me the other night was not that he had a bad performance. It's that the bottom – the bad go that low to the floor. The floor of him has to be higher. You can't have that much separation between what's good the last three times out, if you date back to last year, and then what's not good. And I thought everything looked off for Minshew. I know the, I know the stats weren't like horrific, but everything looked off in that game to me. And so my belief is, if like even Lamar Jackson, this is what I would say about Lamar Jackson. You're great as an NFL MVP. Your floor cannot look like less than 100 yards throwing and can't hit the broad side of a bar. Yeah, but here's the problem with that, though.
2: Yes, his floor was extremely low, and it was not a good look for Gardner Minshew, but he's getting no help. There's a reason why Mitch Trubisky lasted as long as he did, because he had probably one of the best defenses in Chicago having his back. So even Mitch Trubisky had horrible game after horrible game after horrible game while they were still in it because the defense allowed him to be. That's not the case here in Jacksonville. If you go go down 14-0, you're not coming back from it, and you're taking that out. So with Minshew, he also almost played perfect to the point where he has to give his team a chance to win because,
1: let's be honest, the defense right now does not have his back. Yeah, and nobody had his back that day. The offensive line wasn't great. Chris Conley was dropping passes as well. Yeah. But I also can't sit here. We did this before. I feel like I did this a little bit with Bortles. He doesn't have any help. He doesn't do this. Well, the nature of the QB position is you've got to elevate anyway. And I can't just sit. I, it's okay to do it as a one-off. If I'm his agent, I'm telling him, look at Gardner wasn't even that bad, man. I mean, look at you guys. You can't even catch a ball. You can't even do this. You put him in a spot where he had to be flawless. I get it. I could make those arguments. I'm just saying you can't stack up the back-to-back bad ones, and you can't have this huge gap. If you're trying to be the guy, there's less error for you. That's less margin of error. And so his bad... I just don't think it can look like that. Statistically, it wasn't as bad as I'm probably saying. I think if you watch that game in live action, it didn't look great for Gardner on Thursday. No, it
2: didn't look great, but I think it can look that bad if you have teammates that can back you up. And guess what? You
1: don't have that, so it is what it is That's a good point. It's a fair point. Uh, Let's see if he bounces back. I think that's the story in Jacksonville this week. They all have to. Mm -hmm. But I have more confidence that Gardner will bounce back than the defense will. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And... To be honest with you, that's more important in a sense because you're trying to figure out if this is this guy's the guy.
2: More importance from uh from, I guess it's more fun to watch.
1: More fun <laughs> to watch, but also bigger picture, it's more important
2: for him. Absolutely,
1: we still got to win. Yep, yeah, you got to win. Uh, when we come back, Jason Fitz joins us. I want to answer this question. I'm going to give you guys the pick. You get Mahomes, Russell Wilson, or Aaron Rodgers right now for a game next week. Who you taking? Mm, think about it when we come back on ESPN 690.